soul shit. We've had a few strange upsy downsy weeks, not being able to record and stuff. But now we're here. But now we're here. It was your birthday week. Well, yeah, it's technically still my birthday month. For sure. For, for sure. sure. For sharks. For sharks. Hello and welcome to what? It is your half documentary, half roundtable podcast with just a sprinkling of competition. I'm your host, Ellie. And joining me as I have every week is my good dear friend, Chelsea Harfouche. And this week we have Patrick Matthews back with us. How is everybody doing? Look, we're here. Some of us are queer and yeah. we're not going to stand for it anymore. I'm, I'm sick of standing. You know, I'm not going to stand know. for it. And that's why I'm sitting down to record yeah. this podcast. <laughs> Patrick's been staying with me because his AC is broken. Very irritating. Yeah, Bad that? time. And I'm not going to stand for that either. No. We're sitting for it. <laughs> so we're actually sitting for it. Yeah. And I've been editing all weekend. So we're in a bit of a manic space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in a very much manic space. Good, good. So we're all on the right, on the same good. vibe. So I had one of those fun brunches with a dear friend of mine who I do want to make it clear before I tell the story, I adore and think is, um, you know, a beautiful ray of sunshine in my life. Uh, it uh-huh. is a person that recently had a baby and like they're pretty, as far as like people who have recently had babies, like the whole of that experience that I've read about on like Reddit and stuff, uh, they're pretty chill about it. Uh, right. But there is sometimes just like an energy of just like, well, like, yeah, because like when you have a baby and I'm like no <laughs> probably not though and they're like yeah but you know like so like, I haven't been sleeping and you know it's crazy like, like, well, like you'll see and it's like mm, why? I don't I why that, am I like, a part of it that, like, <laughs> like hey I, I'm, I'm a couple steps ahead of you in life and, and you'll get here you'll and it's get like, here eat shit you it's two not could even not like, sleep it's not even oh. like the like I'm ahead of you it's like the it's just like the general consensus that like well everyone it's an every everyone's woman. plan every yeah. woman wants babies yeah it's it's every person's plan it's inevitable to well, we have, have a baby house. and I'm like it's spooky mm-hmm. <laughs> I get, it's and spooky I get, I get spooked uh, also like even this person who again like has been pretty chill about it and also like seemed to have really enjoyed like being pregnant and having a baby weird did not make it sound in any way appealing which i feel like that's like the zenith right <laughs> that's what you would want if you're trying to have a conversation about how we all want babies you do want to like sell it up if you it well, sucks well, it sounds <laughs> sounds like, like, when you when you experience it god you're gonna hate it yeah, yeah. well a lot of <laughs> people are happen. like that people are like oh my god it was the worst thing that ever happened to me my vagina's never been the same <laughs> but like this person's like no it rules and i'm like look when somebody can tell you that something is like objectively great and they loved it yeah and you still don't want to do it that's how you know like in your heart of hearts like it's yeah, just not for you like no judgment you're at one with yourself yeah like you have figured out like such as <laughs> like such like as. probably I like just like baby. simply not for you you know yeah, in a yeah, way yeah, yeah. you are your baby yeah i'm taking care of myself so. i'm my own baby <laughs> yeah i'm full my hands are full my hands yeah, are full yeah, with yeah. me i can barely keep myself alive let alone something that's annoying in any mm. way shape or form i have an annoying baby and his name is mamba and he yeah. cries all the time and that's it I'm set and I'm set well we have uh, at our house right now three poison ivy monsters yes (laughs) say more please explain so another well so as well as dealing with uh, his AC AC going out Patrick is currently experiencing poison ivy allergy 
big time because it's in my backyard <laughs> because the house uh, that he just bought is, is riddled in, riddled with poison it's nervy um, and so he was telling us about that and then as we were sitting outside he used this like cute little app because <laughs> Patrick was like I'm pretty sure that the uh, plant running up the side of your house there is in fact also poison ivy <laughs> and uh, he was correct yes, yes. and the dogs had been like brushing up against it so we had to get through the fun process of like sterilizing what we could and uh, it's a process washing the dogs down with alcohol pads I love it uh-huh. they like the smell they like the smell yeah they're into the smell because they have such heightened sense of smell and the feeling of it yeah what I've heard about dog flavor like what I've heard about like, do- like things dogs like like things yeah. dogs like is that for us like we think of things in terms of like pleasant versus unpleasant smells or tastes right and dogs are just like how pungent is it like the stronger <laughs> the smell yeah. yeah the strong like they don't think like good smell versus bad smell it's like strong smell versus weak smell and the stronger oh. the smell is that's that's why like they love like women's underwear I don't know I don't know if that's too blue for this podcast but you know how like dogs Whoa. like love women's underwear they do yeah. yeah it's awful my sister's dog will routinely just give it a go chomp them up gobble yeah. them swallow them yeah, yeah. oh god I can't blame him I can't blame him <laughs> yeah disgusting. it's pungent it's pungent and literally when I stay with her she's like oh don't forget don't leave your underwear on the floor because uh, she'll have it she's gonna eat them that's horrible when I was in high school we our family dog would just would just leave like a hole in the crotch she would just create she would create crotchless underwear for you oh, horrible nice horrible Chelsea do you have a fact bang or a I do. 500 plus facts oh my gosh I do I have, I have a fact bang um and it's fun because it's not only like thematically relevant to the podcast at large yeah but it's thematically relevant to my topic it's like a <gasps> um, little hint yeah I love that okay. okay the reason it's thematically relevant to the podcast at large Patrick if you don't know this or anybody listening at home is a lot of times I like to bring to the table something that like I wasn't quite sure was like real uh huh like the one that I always cite is King Arthur like I went a really long time for sure. without yeah, being yeah. like is like King Arthur real oh I guess that also kind of relates to my story anyway. oh my mm, god crazy. you just did it more again but we'll see <laughs> we'll see so here was my next Next one, ready? Is Transylvania real? It's a place, right? I want to say it is. Isn't it in Romania? But like, I just found out that like, what's that? Picasso died at the (laughs) 60s or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was just like, well, I'm pretty sure he was a Renaissance painter, so that's really difficult for him to <laughs> So I don't understand how both of those things can be true. But, you're yeah. telling me I'm wrong? Okay. I'm wow. wrong. Oh, you're saying Guernica was about like some war in 1902? Doubt it. That's Doubt crazy. it, liars. Uh, well, yes, it's a region Ooh. in Romania. God, I'm smart. It's real. Well, it's real. Real place. Okay, well, we get it. Everybody is smart and Chelsea is stupid. Yes, so Trans- Transylvania is real, but it wasn't a country. It was a region slash is region and yeah. modern day Romania and you can go because it's a region that has multiple like cities and villages in it and yes uh-huh. Patrick you can go visit Count Dracula's house All in right. Transylvania in the year of our lord 2021 you can go to Dracula's house like but like yeah, for like- real like don't call it a myth it's like for real I overshot, like I massively overshot how interesting this would be <laughs> to you. Cause it sounds like you guys already knew that it was a real place. I wasn't sure. I, yeah. But I will say, I would think it would be kind of cool, except like, is he like that one with like the weird butt hair? Yeah. Like, from Bram Stoker's? <laughs> like, are we talking oh, like hot do not Dracula? hate on Gary Oldman's interpretation Ooh. of Dracula because it is the best Dracula. If he's there, I'm Gary Oldman. <laughs> you guys are going to sit here and tell me that Gary Oldman and Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula 
also starring noted period film actors Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. You're gonna tell me that wasn't the best Dracula <laughs> of all time? Seen this, and now Get the I fuck out of here. Get out of here. You've not seen Bram Stoker's Dracula. I haven't. Bram Stoker's. Oh, you know what? As like the other really good one that we should watch, because by good I mean it's a really bad movie. Yeah. Did you guys ever see Dracula 2000? I thought I was hoping you would say it. No. That's so bad. <laughs> Dracula uh, 2000. An early Gerard Butler vehicle. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, yeah. Where he plays the titular Dracula in the year 2000. Uh, and he's like proud. He's like, he's like Dracula in a new era. He's like, what's a cell phone? It's great. And if you're ever, like really, really tired, you could just watch like John Carpenter's Vampires. <laughs> so boring. Maybe I need to go on like a vampire <laughs> movie binge. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're currently, obviously, we're working through our way through the, um, the Furious. Yeah, so it's going to be a while before so we So it's got to get through the furious. And then can I simply propose? Actually, I have a lot of propositions. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Here on this podcast, seems like the perfect place to do them. Okay. Proposition one, I want to have a holiday-themed party. So what? not like a party on a holiday. That's crazy. Okay. You have to come dress as your favorite holiday. Like oh. a nightmare before Christmas kind of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah. Let me guess. That's Let proposition me guess. one. Chelsea, you're Halloween. Maybe. I'm Christmas. I'm St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and you're St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that would be so funny, Patrick. Perfect. It's actually my day. Mm-hmm. But you can be like can be Earth Day. <laughs> you could be Arbor Day and be a tree. <gasps> okay, what's Proposition 2? Proposition Prop 2. two. Prop 2. Oh, yes. <laughs> what do we got? Okay, so Proposition 2 is once they're, once Ellie and Miles are done with the Furious Cinematic Universe, yeah. that one night a week for five consecutive weeks, we have a movie party. Maybe it's like Sundays before we record what? Uh-huh. Uh, we watch all five of the Twilight movies because they're mm, all on Netflix yeah, now. Well, yes. uh, I'm so and they're bonks. Oh, I'm so sorry to tell you that we did actually. You know how you guys watched the Fast Universe in quarantine? Yeah, we watched Twilight. Well, you'll have to watch it again. <laughs> well, you want to simply watch it again? <laughs> Say it out loud. Say it, Jacob. Say it. Um, uh, you know what my favorite yeah. deep cut Twilight quote is from the first movie? Is me? Okay, so remember when she's like about to get gang raped on that like quaint street yeah. in that small town? Yeah. In Washington. We needed that. Uh, yeah, needed yeah. That she's about to get like, she's like this teenage child about to get like gang raped. And then her hundred year old boyfriend <laughs> comes out of nowhere and like Fast and Furious is his Volvo oh, yeah. around yes. in like a like 180. Yeah, and like picks her up in his Volvo. God, is there anything more Mormon in the world? I'm sorry. Is there anything more Mormon in the world than thinking the coolest fucking car that your boyfriend could have is a Volvo? <laughs> like a small one too. Like, I don't even know like SUVs. <laughs> Whoa. So anyway, he picks her up and in like a creepy aggro red flag way, he's like, just like say something, just prattle on about something. So like, I don't have to think about going back to those men. And then she's just like, and then she does like her like Kristen Stewart thing where she's like, and then she goes, you should put your seatbelt on. And then Robert Pattinson in like the line of his career, Lighthouse be damned. He says, you should put your seatbelt on. And that's, it's incredible. It's the best line in the movie. You should put wool back I, at you. I'm forever. Can't die. You should. You should actually. Yeah, you should. Cinema. That's going to be good. So speaking of films, what a segue. A film. My topic has quite a lot to do with a film in a, w- in a way. In a way. A film and a King Arthur? Not a King Arthur, That's crazy. no. But you said earlier, you said. <laughs> you said. No, I meant like. 
As in my topic is also about something that's like, is it real? Question mark. Mm. Oh, are films real? Yeah, I've always wondered Me that. Too. Like, do, are those and things happening? You, no. I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in a street and seen a film. They're just walking real. down the street. They're, they're not you know what? Real. That's a really good point, Patrick. That's a really good never point. Never seen one out in public. So mm-hmm. I've never seen a film. The title of my topic is A Real Toothy Mole. Uh, I'm going to need you to say that in American. A real toothy ma mouth more ma m-a-w, M-A-W. Yeah. Yeah. so like a big mouth a big, big, big like a big mouth, mouth with like a lot of teeth mm-hmm. and it's like a film mm-hmm. that may or may not be real you've got everything you need is it called teeth it's not oh i've seen that movie <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, it's like that poor girl it's like within a week she like oh, just she gets three. raped by her gynecologist her brother yeah like, you know it's just like wow she was yeah. a virgin for 16 years you think you're having a bad week Seriously. AC <laughs> on Poison Ivy. Yeah. Not too bad How in about, the grand scheme. Yeah. <laughs> is it about the Sarlacc pit? It's not, it's not about the Sarlacc pit. Okay. Teeth. Teeth. Is it real? Teeth. Big mouth. Teeth. Teeth. Movie. Teeth. 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 Okay. I'm here to tell you, I'm just going to read the synopsis of the movie Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was now, which goes to show just like how quickly thoughts enter and leave my brain at all times. <laughs> I have become a sieve. I want you guys to know. Nothing stays oh, we, for more than like forty five minutes. We're one hundred percent in that in that mode today. We were talking like oh, yeah. we've been talking to each other and then just being like, "Wait, what? Who are you?" <laughs> I watched, oh, I know, it was Showgirls. I showed my friend Alex, who's been on this podcast before, Showgirls for the first time uh, over my birthday weekend. And during the course of watching Showgirls, we also looked up a lot of stuff about Showgirls. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, and I was like, what if I just went on the podcast and just talked about Showgirls? <laughs> he had never seen Showgirls before? Showgirls was a really experience That's for me. Wild. Oh, yeah. I showed Ellie Showgirls as well. And she was like, why? Why is this, <laughs> why is this happening? <laughs> why is this? Why? Why isn't this happening more? Well, that's what I always say. If I could live in the Showgirls Extended Cinematic Universe. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Okay, so teeth. Yeah. Teeth. 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 Is it real? Is it real? Fuck. Uh, Is it about... Is it about the time that Nicolas Cage got two teeth pulled without anesthesia so he could understand the pain of, like, a Vietnam vet? Oh, my gosh. Is that true? Yes. Jesus. That is real. Oh. No, it's not It's not about that. <laughs> Funnily enough. Ellie, now I just kind of feel like maybe you're being difficult. That's fair. That One makes more sense. Clue. One more so, clue. One more clue Um, Chelsea is a triple water sign. And that's a clue? That's just true. Okay, so it's like teeth and like mastrolamy swimming yeah. through the teeth. Swimming through the teeth. Is it swimming through the teeth? We the classic could... film about astrology. The classic Adele song. <laughs> We're going to give people nightmares. They're like falling asleep to this. Like yeah, swimming through teeth. Swimming through teeth. Chelsea, what's the title? of your topic the title of my topic is the woman in the church <gasps> spookily dookily mm, yeah, it's gonna be like a spooky little episode it's like the nun like, this is out. actually as wow okay as actually break yeah i did actually it broke down i read about this and it really upset me and then i was like let me immediately tell this on the is podcast. it about a ghost no Ooh, an apparition no an illusion no a hallucination oh, the woman in the church the woman in the church is about m- m- holy mary mother of god no that wouldn't be spooky i love her no she's good she um, can, it can be spooky yeah, yeah sometimes she had a bit of a rough well she has she 
demons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all do. She's got some. We're she, all human. Sometimes she bleeds from her eyes, and it's like yeah, her, son, her son was horrifically murdered in front of her, so she's yeah. probably got some trauma. A little. Yeah. Woman in the church. Is it a mystery, like about a disappearance? No. Who's this woman? Why is she there? Is it like a woman that people be seeing in the church, like late at night walking around? I was like, like that's an apparition. I would be a ghost. Like, that one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it could be a real person that lives in the church. And that just goes for walks. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, I want this person to move out of this church. That would be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then maybe I was right or something. Patrick, <laughs> in a way, there is a woman that lives inside the church. <laughs> in a way, you are correct. Thank you. Yeah. a woman that lives inside the church. In a way. Is she a, a reverend? No. Is she a bell ringer? Does she ring bells? <laughs> she does not. Should we name all the positions she of the stuff? from Quasimodo? Sanctuary! Pastor? It's the opposite of sanctuary. <laughs> Is it about how Joel Osteen didn't open his church during the floods in Houston? No, and, somebody got trapped. No, but like that was fucked. Social you media should, bullied You should it. at some point talk about that in more detail. So like somebody mm. was like confined to the church? Maybe. Imprisoned in church? Imprisoned in a church? Maybe. Maybe. You may not leave this church. Well, it was in then. France. Seems like some Was it in France? <laughs> Seems like something in the French. Uh, I believe I already gave you guys a clue as to where it is. Church. <laughs> Woman in. Church. Woman in. A- I thought that was going to be harder to figure out. <laughs> Got it. No. He's maybe with my fact bang. I gave you guys a little bit of a uh, little Romania, Transylvania. Patrick, where do you want to start? In teeth or in church? Do you want women in teeth or do you want women in church? I like to start with church. Okay. In the immortal words of Hozier, take me to church. <laughs> yes. And I will. Oh my God. Yes. Archive. So let's talk about Romania. Because like we said, the three of us were on a trip to Transylvania because we, because at least one of us, but potentially all three, but at least one of us has just learned that it's real. <laughs> so and, we decided. we're part of the vampire court of Austin. We put our little vampire teeth in and we only take night flights together. Yeah. So we yes. get on our little night flight. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, we, we get on our little night flight and we're on our way to Transylvania, but oop, there's like a bad wind. Patrick hits a bird <laughs> and we have to, to make an emergency. Landing Are we flying in like south. in the sky? Well, he said we were taking a little night flight. Oh, I meant like because we're vampires. I, I, I meant like plane, like flights that were no, only at night. No, you're a little bat, and you <laughs> and you hit a void. Like an like an only lovers left alive, or like oh sorry, I'm connecting. I was trying to yes and you, Patrick, because I thought you Our... were saying that we're vampires and we were flying there. <laughs> This is, uh, this is already off the rails. Sorry. Okay. So anyway, for whatever reason, something that we're flying in or on hits a bird and we had to stop in Wallachia, which is the, like a Southern region of Romania. But we're like, this is fine. Cause uh, Wallachia is beautiful and it sits on the edge of like several rivers or like there's several rivers that go through it. Like the Danube. I don't speak Romanian, so I'm probably going to fuck up a lot of these. I'm going to do my best. I listened to some pronunciation guides. Aww. I'm going to try. So the Danube River goes through Wallachia as does the Arges River. Arges River. It's hard for me to say. On the bank of the Arges River is a small village called Curtea de Arges. And that translates in Romanian to the court of Arges because this was where in this whole region in like the medieval times dinner and tournament you would you would go to court because you'd have to travel uh-huh. right to like where the big court was. Yeah. So that was in Curtea. Um, 
uh, also in Kertea, they decided to build a beautiful cathedral, which oh. was built in 1517 and still stands to this day. And it is exactly how you think like a Southern Eastern European cathedral is going to look. It's got like these beautiful columns like going up in the air, the spires, Ooh. if you will. Um, it looks like a big like confection. There's all these like domes. A ca- like a big cake? <laughs> yeah, like a big old cake. And if you walk around to the front of the Curtea de Arges Cathedral, you'll see this tiny red inscription between two columns near like the front, like grand entrance. Uh-huh. Uh, it's really hard to read, but when you get close, if you're perhaps like in talking distance of a local who's really nice yeah. and who speaks English, you know what they're going to tell you? Oh gosh, is it something hor- horrendous? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's real bad. <laughs> it is. They're going to tell you there's a woman in there. <laughs> they be like, oh, that's where that's to mark where the woman is. The woman. The woman. That's where the woman is. And the reason why has to do with a centuries old legend that is actually like one of like, uh, so I don't know how you would necessarily like quantify this in any kind of like official way, but several websites I read said that it was the second most well-known urban legend in Romania. And I was like, that's really like <laughs> very a, a very fun find of place. They're like, they're like, there is something more famous and we're, we're not going to tell you what that. it is, but this is the second most famous. <laughs> and I was like, what would be like the American equivalent or like the, like, I guess like English speaking equivalent is just like, okay, maybe like the most famous is like Santa Claus. And so maybe the second most famous is, I don't know, uh, <laughs> like Bloody Mary. Yeah. Or Bigfoot. I'm like, so like this is like the Bloody Mary slash Bigfoot okay. of Romania. And it's the story of Master Manol. So are you guys ready? Anybody whose name starts with Master is usually not a great one. No, yeah. <laughs> There's probably something fishy going to happen. Yeah. Again, again, I am a, I do not speak Romanian, but it's Mestoro Manol. But then I've been told that translates, I've been told by the internet, that translates <laughs> into Master Builder Manol. Okay. Mm. He was considered the greatest builder in the land in these like early 1500s. Uh, so the Black Prince of Romania Health. at the time... <laughs> Prince uh, Radu Negru, he commissions sure. Manol. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's look. This is a this is a story with a lot of aesthetic. I like it. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Legend has it that the Black Prince of Romania, Radu Negru, he commissions Manol to build the most beautiful cathedral Ooh. in all the land at Curtea d'Arges. Okay. Uh, and Manol's like, yeah, me and me and my nine boys, we got this. <laughs> so they start building on the bank of the river. But something really fucked up starts happening like almost immediately, which is that they'll build during like all day and then they'll go to bed at night. And when they wake up in the morning, everything that they have built is already crumbling as if it were like, yeah, as if it were like hundreds of years old. They can't figure it out. They try like every technique that they know, but everything that they build seems to just start like it just doesn't work. It starts breaking immediately. It crumbles. The walls fall. um, The materials seem to be shoddy. It's like nothing that they do seems to like last longer than a day. Uh So Prince Radu Negru comes around to like see how things are going on his big fancy cathedral and they have literally nothing to show for (laughs) at this point. We've been working on it every day but um, don't know what to tell you. I mean like Patrick you're right now you're going through like a major project Mm -hmm. because you want air conditioning in your house. Be nice. 
<laughs> similar scale, right? Yeah. Similar scale yeah. project. How would you feel if it had been like six weeks and you'd given them all this money and you came <laughs> and they were like, so there's no air conditioner? I mean, essentially that is what has happened. It wasn't quite as long, but yeah, I did uh, get the home warranty people out there and, and they took like six days to be like, oh yeah, we're, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> We're actually not going to be doing so, that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so maybe similar to how you felt in that moment. That's how Prince Prince Radu Negro felt. Oh, uh, which is he was like, he was like, hey, 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 I'm the prince, and this is medieval times, dinner and tournament. Uh, if you guys don't build this cathedral, I will kill you. Yeah. I will kill all of you. It's not even hard for me. Yeah. It's the medieval times, dinner and tournament. Everybody being getting murdered. Yeah. I don't even have to try that hard so then they're like oh we are fucked like what are we gonna do they're all freaking out Manol goes home that night uh, and he has a dream uh, and in this dream a prophecy comes to him and says that the only way to make this cathedral work is to sacrifice something that means so much to these men like they need to make a sacrifice worthy of the beauty of the cathedral in order to make it stand I see oh well that makes sense so <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so so he goes to work the next day and they're starting from scratch again and he tells his nine boys about his vision. Guys, I know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all like immediately on board. They're like, this makes absolute perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Go off king, legend. Cool, yeah, Manol, what's it gonna be? Like, what's the thing we're gonna sacrifice? Yeah, what are we gonna do? And he's like, <laughs> and he's like uh, well, I think it should probably be one of our wives. Oh! <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> just one, though. Yeah, what should be one of our wives? Are you thinking yours? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure somebody was like, you mean yours? And he was like, oh, no, not mine. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, one of ours. Not my like, wife. Not mine. Not mine. <laughs> Just imagine him like coming up and be like, hey guys, like, don't say no straight away. Like take a moment to think about what I'm just about to say because I uh -huh. think it's a pretty great like, idea. Think about when you get pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've got a pitch for y'all. It's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> So they can't decide, understandably, whose wife's going to get sacrificed. Right. <laughs> uh, so they decided, they, they've come up with a really fair system, which is that every day the wives would come bring them lunch at like <laughs> midday. So they say whoever's wife arrives first with lunch for her husband <gasps> is clearly the wife that loved her husband the most, therefore would be the biggest sacrifice oh. and mm -hmm. most mm -hmm. ensure success of the building of this cathedral. Too sweet and too beautiful. Beautiful yeah, and whoever's so the best, they win. But but that but no, but that is it, right? Because like that's the thing. It's like once you get in this mindset of like I need to make a sacrifice, it's gonna be a so really big. Yeah, it can't, be, it can't be like the crappy wife that like didn't show up. She was drunk. And <laughs> yeah, she was like I'm not going. Wife. Yeah, fuck him. It can't be like a C minus <laughs> wife. It's yeah, gotta be like lunch. a really yeah. good. Where <laughs> <laughs> you're feeding the kids, they want to come up to your work, bring yeah. you lunch. Fuck off, <laughs> you fucking lunch. Uh, well, so as fate would have it, midday comes around and they see a figure coming up the hill from the distance and Menol is horrified to realize that it is his pregnant wife Anna oh. on her way to lovingly bring him lunch <laughs> so he obviously is upset so he oh, drops to his knees yeah he's dropped to his knees and he prays to God for a rainstorm because he thinks that if it starts storming hard enough that Anna will turn around and go home that she'll be like this isn't worth it so he prays to God 
out for a rainstorm and miraculously it begins to storm. Amazing. But Anna loves her husband <laughs> so much that she braves the no, storm worry, to bring I'll him lunch. I could get a cold, but what's for the worst you. that could happen? Me and the baby die? But you're hungry. <laughs> So he prays uh, to God again just to just to send her yeah. home, but it doesn't work, um. and she arrives first. And so he knows now he has to sacrifice his wife. So this is the really fucked part. I mean, the I mean, whole thing is yeah. fucked. But this, but e- even within the details of like this being fucked, this is the really fucked part. They are all like, okay, Anna's here, and like a deal's a deal. No takes these backsies. <laughs> so they all tell Anna, including Manol, that they want to play a little game because they're all bored because they're not building anything. Uh-huh. Uh, so they want to practice building by seeing if they can build like who can build like the fastest little like wall around oh, her. Yeah. Oh yeah. That sounds good. like a fun game for her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Anna was stupid enough to walk pregnant through a rainstorm, so she was just like she's like, anything for you, Manol, for, my love. For my husband. Uh, I was certainly allowed. <laughs> so they start building the walls around her and once it gets up to about chest height, she stops thinking it's funny. Yeah. For sure. And she's like, ha she's like, ha 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 hey, can you let me out hey, now? Yes. And they're like, oh, oh, mm. sorry, we oh. actually will not be Stopping yeah, this building these walls, <laughs> and so she uh, she begs Menol to let her out all the way up until the last brick oh, is built, is and horrible. then they build the cathedral. <laughs> they build the cathedral around her, so that's what the red insignia is. Is it marks where her body oh. is immured in the cathedral, uh, and it truly was the most beautiful cathedral in all of Romania. But in case you were worried <laughs> that those men just got to live out the rest of their days with all of their wives. Yeah. They did get theirs in the end, according to the to the legend, because Prince Radunegru was like, you guys truly built the most beautiful cathedral. How did you do it? And they're like, we'll never tell. Wink, wink. <laughs> and then he goes, do you think you could ever make something this beautiful? Oh, like, like, he what was kind of like, more? you know, like in a space. <laughs> Perfect. Right. He was like, he's like, he was in a space and he was like, God, can you imagine ever making something this beautiful again? And Menol was like, yeah, I could always make something more yes. beautiful like an idiot and then this <laughs> prince who has already proven that he's a little bit ruthless <laughs> is like oh well I really don't want you to so then he traps them all on the roof of the cathedral to die <laughs> uh, well I was afraid it was going to be like they're going to get theirs because he's going to kill their wives too yeah. and I'm just like, so I'm glad no. that at least they got it. <laughs> bring me that would have been wives. fun but no yeah nine nine buried wives uh no um he traps them on the roof of the cathedral that they built uh <laughs> so that they can never again build something that might rival this cathedral so they try to get help by building like using the materials that are on top of the roof to build Menol some wooden wings, uh, but they immediately don't work, and he just falls to his death. Is it because they're made of wood? <laughs> or, yeah, it's probably because they're made of wood, oh, okay. and he's not a bird. So there is also there's also a marker in front of the cathedral to mark where Menol's body landed oh. off of the roof. So anyway, all in all, a very dark energy for this cathedral. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I really like it because I think it's like. Like, I think it's pretty metal. <laughs> that's like Romania's like favorite story. 
Uh, and I found okay. while I was, I'll, I'll send a picture of it to you. This is this is like maybe like the level of like Bigfoot in or something similar in um, in Romanian culture. Like I found, for example, like there's all these postage stamps. Here's one I'm about to send to Discord, and it's just like that's Manol uh, leaping to his death <laughs> off of, off of the cathedral, and that's just like a modern day Romanian <laughs> stamp. Like a back <laughs> There's See, like several of them of um there's several of them of uh Anna like halfway entombed in the wall just like no and they're like ha 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 Anna like they love it they just love this shit <laughs> ha, ha, ha. uh oh <laughs> oh yeah here's another one this one's very pretty it's like a diptych two images side by side uh-huh. on the left is Anna being entombed in the wall looking like a martyr and then on the right is again then all falling <laughs> oh, face <yeah>. first <laughs> It's like somebody ground. like made these piece these like pieces of art. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like yeah, this yeah, is they what did. Happened. Yeah, she's in there. Yeah, you yeah, she is in there, and she's in there. Oh, she's in there. So <laughs> the other really fun thing about this, and I guess this is like fairly common, historians estimate that there are over seven hundred like local variants of this story. That basically the idea of a wife that is so good <laughs> oh, that you no. have to put her in a wall <laughs> is just like a really That's common a motif. That's a lesson, Don't be too this, good. Don't be too good. <laughs> right and. So, well, it's just like it goes back to this idea that like um, you wouldn't put me on the wall again. It's funny because like the traditional um, reading or understanding of it is like this idea of like womanly like goodness, like the inherent like just a women make you life. feel so good that that you have to kill them. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know if they're that good. Yeah, they're that good. But then there's been like kind of like a feminist like revisiting of <laughs> of this really common motif. She where they're like, in oh, it was her choice. Think about it. <laughs> no, not that it was her choice, but that it is if you wanted to read it in a more feminist way it is an interesting meditation on how women are sometimes bricked into certain roles Uh like that of like the sort of selfless caregiver like you have to give everything to your husband and family that it's like you're trapped forever (laughs) and I was like yeah I was like somehow I don't think that's what they were going for in like the 1500s but uh, it is a fun way to kind of think about it now a woman's so good Um, she must be murdered yeah if you ever fellas you ever meet a woman so good you just want to put oh, her in a wall oh you got one of those nice wives if you get a good one you're really gonna want to trap her <laughs> you're gonna trap her in that wall yeah. uh, anyway that's the story of the woman in the church wow, that creepy. is wild oh, one last one last picture I'm gonna send to the discord uh, which is why it's always good to be in the discord friends hashtag patreon nice nice is this is the inscription on the wall where she's supposed to be so you guys can literally look at this and just kind of like imagine that she's in there you know what i mean because you know that she is she is because she actually because like that's where she is. she is you said that there are like 700 local interpretations of this are there 700 women in the walls <laughs> maybe oh okay. yeah look there she is she's in there brilliant oh yeah she's just in there good that's horrifying yeah <laughs> very gross <laughs> Are you ready for a real toothy maw? Yes. I just learned that word. Toothy? <laughs> oh, yeah, that maw. <laughs> okay, so it was July 1st, 1916, and in Beach Haven, New Jersey, the tourist season was in full swing. There are people all over them beaches. It's filled with sunbathers. The ocean's full of swimmers. It's just a, you know, it's just a hot day in July, just like <gasps> any other. 
But this day would end up being very different than uh, these beachgoers had planned. Charles Epting Vassant, who was 28 years old from Philadelphia, was on vacation at the Engleside Hotel with his family. And before they went out to dinner, he decided to take just a little quick swim in the Atlantic Ocean with his dog. Just a little swim. Wait, with his dog? With a Chesapeake Bay Retriever that was playing on the beach, yeah. Well, maybe not his dog then. Uh, Maybe our dog. Just a beach dog. Hey, beach dog, let's go. Beach dog. Let's just go for a little wrestle in the water. Yeah. Shortly after he got into the water, he began shouting and everyone around on the beach, the bathers believed that he was shouting or calling after dog. But actually, his bottom half was inside of a shark. (laughs) No! Oh no, is this going to be anti-shark propaganda? It's actually not. You'll be very pleased that it's actually not. Um, Because you know how I feel about that. Love a shark. Hate hate an anti-shark propaganda. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, no. She would never. Kind of about that. We'll get there. So, oh my god, I'm so excited. Last night he began shouting. His his legs are uh, in a shot, and he was rescued. (laughs) He was rescued by this lifeguard, Alexander Alt, and uh, just random bystander. Her name is Sheridan, who claimed that the shark followed him to the shore as they pulled the bleeding Charles from the water. You know how I like like to get gory and gross, just very morbidly curious. Mm. Uh, So his left thigh was completely degloved, stripped from its breast, just down to literally a bone. And and he, um, yeah, sad day for him. He bled to death on the manager's desk at the hotel. Mm. Oh, not the place you want to bleed to death. Well, it's not the assistant manager's desk. Oh, that's a good point, actually. I take it back. That's actually a really good point. Nice finish. It's not the assistant manager's desk. Still, like, tending to other guests at the hotel. (laughs) Terribly sorry. She's like, I'm going to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) My six-month review is coming up. Really great with the customers. Their whole um, bleeding dead body thing. Yeah, we're not going to watch Just for this. That was rough for us. So most people along the Jersey Shore wrote the attack off as just like a freak occurrence, but they couldn't have been more wrong. Five days later, the shark struck again, 45 miles to the north in a place called Spring Lake. And the victim was Charles Bruder. doesn't like Charles's. This shark has it out for Charles's. Charles Bruder, 27, who was a Swiss bell captain at the Essex and Sussex Hotel. He was swimming about 130 yards from the shore and he started screaming a shark bit me bit my legs off <laughs> and those were the last words he would ever say because a shark then bit him in the abdomen and severed him in two so then oh. so then he did die mm, yes yeah. tough to hold your inside um yeah. yeah if you don't have like the skin barrier and all yeah. the stuff that keeps all your stuff in yeah, it tough. is tough to stay away yeah i mean speak for yourselves uh i was simply built it but <laughs> yeah not actually, me i've actually got this protective pouch yeah <laughs> So if my legs get ripped off, they're still like a sealed. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I do my Kegels. So I mean, it's just going to kind of keep yeah, everything in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll be fine. And a strong swimmer, so. Um, <laughs> yeah. Triple water sign. Triple water sign. <laughs> so now people are like, okay, come on. That's a bit spooky, Lee. We don't like that. I don't want to die that way. And all these mesh barriers start going up around all the swimming areas along the New Jersey coast. And I've got like a little like article in an old paper. Remember, this is 1916. Coast Guard ordered mm-hmm. to get rid of sharks. Recent tragedy off Jersey brought up for discussion by the cabinet. Experts in quandary. Fisheries. Bureau unable to recommend anything to save catching campaign. Hunt for monsters. <laughs> Reports of the killing of big fish come from many. Mm. Big fish. So 
Then what would happen next would really start to elevate the panic. 30 miles even further north, residents of a place, Matawan, which is a small town about 11 miles inland from the ocean. They look, you know, they were like, oh, rough stuff going on down there, down south. Not us, though. We're built different. <laughs> yeah. The only place to swim in that area is a little narrow tidal creek that wound to the Atlantic Ocean. Sounds safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, Nothing can get in there. Yeah, so look, I, love a, I love a creek moment. Just a little personal. creek. Yeah. Uh, a retired fishing boat captain by the name of Thomas Cottrell was walking home after a very successful day of fishing. Good for him. Yeah. And when he crossed over this new sort of trolley drawbridge that Matawan just got, how exciting for them, he noticed something that seemed almost impossible. A huge shark was heading up the inland waterway. <laughs> Apparently it was like 12 feet long, he said, but you know, he was probably spooked. So yeah. he knows. Confident that what he had seen was like very real, he ran to warn everyone, like, I don't know how they would do it in 1916. I think they were like past town cries at that point, but it was very much like, everyone, listen, there's a shark in the water. I mean, that might be what I do yeah. if I saw a shark in the water in 2021. For real, yeah. The citizens of Matawan were like aware of the other uh, shark attacks because everyone's getting a little bit nervous about it. But they were like, no, they couldn't pop. No, it's a creek. It couldn't possibly have got a shark in there. That's ridiculous. A creek. Uh, that you're insane. You're, you know, you're just panicking from the other attacks and this is not so bad so. Yeah. You just, you know, it's, it was hot and you imagined it. <laughs> Why don't you go down to the local drugstore and get yourself some cocaine and calm down? Pop on down there, get yourself some cocaine, cocaine calm have down. a lie down. Um, what's the stuff that they're always taking in Deadwood and stuff? Laudanum? That's it, exactly. Yeah. I need my laudanum. Ladies loved their laudanum back in the day. But everyone in town who called him crazy would, <laughs> their uppance would come. Because on July 12th, a factory across town was generously letting 11-year-old Lester Stilwell leave work a little early. <laughs> well, that, should hey, be, that, that includes a lot of things that are not funny. But that was... Hey, Lester, you know what? Why don't you take don't off you a little earlier from work? From work. Skip home. Maybe go play with your friends yeah, if they're not at work. So after meeting some friends, they went for a swim in the Matawan Creek. As they are wont to do. And while they splashed and played, because again, reminder, small boy, (laughs) 11-year-old, just just got off work. Just off. He told his two friends, both only about a few feet away from him, like it's a very small creek, to watch him floating on his back. Look at me, float on my back. I'm a child, a professional child. (laughs) And... A moment later, he was violently dragged beneath the surface of water. What? Yeah. By what? Yeah, it could have been anything. It was a shark, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Oh, no. His friends listened in disbelief to his screams and blood filled the water around him and the shark just, you know, chompity, chompity, chomp. And so his friends swim as fast as they can back to the uh, shore and they just like, you know, screaming, crying, running into town. They didn't believe, they didn't believe the kids. Yeah. 24-year-old Stanley Fisher sped to the creek with the other two men because they were like, he probably just had a seizure. Mm. And they're overreacting. You know how kids are after they yeah. get off work early. They get excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a short shift today. Yeah, he's probably just hyper. So they dive in because they, you know, they're not, they don't think there's anything there. They just think that this kid is like drowning or having a seizure or something. And this guy, Stanley Fisher, attempted to pull the body away from the shark, but then he, then he got attacked and died. <laughs> It's not funny. And he got attacked by the shark <laughs> and, uh, and and passed away later at Monmouth Hospital. So the New Jersey man-eating shark was not yet finished. Heading back down that mm. brackish tidal stream towards the ocean, sh- the shark struck again within one hour and wounded 12-year-old Joseph Dunn, who... Why wasn't he at work? <laughs> <laughs> 
he also got off early. <laughs> <laughs> he, he lived there, so way to go, Joseph. All right. Uh, but he did lose a leg. Well. And he would be the sort of fifth and, and, and final victim of the marauding fish. After a two-day search over the creek, Lester Stillwell's body was found on July 14th, a couple of yards upstream. Mm. Um, so then oh. Matt's were in this town, stunned by these gruesome attacks. They they were out for revenge and a reward was offered for the shark and the, the people of Matawan became obsessed with vengeance against this evil creature. I don't know if you guys have seen Luca, the new Pixar movie, but it's like basically about a town whose like their thing is we kill sea monsters. It was like that. Everyone was like, our thing is we hate sharks. <laughs> we kill them. And we're going to kill them. Yeah. That's our town. So some of the townspeople filled the creek with dynamite just randomly at different points hoping Ooh. that when they, if they just like they get, see just blow it up. Yeah, like kind of like right. playing shark battleship. <laughs> but for real. <laughs> um, and then back on the coast, this great shark hunt would sort of just sweep through the whole of New Jersey. No one knew the species or how big it was, and blind retribution was all was all that was to, like, <laughs> you see it, you kill it. That's it. Hundreds, hundreds of sharks were caught and killed. Shortly after the attack, Michael Schlesser, Schlesser, who, yeah, he was a coastal fisherman. He captured the shark, the man-eater. I don't know how they know that it, it's different. Oh, this is the one. This is definitely right. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's actually the shark. I can see it in his eyes. <laughs> it was an eight and a half foot great white shark. And they dissected it and found loads of bits of people in him. Oh, that's probably how it. So that's probably how they know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an, indi- that's that's, an indication. I mean, I wouldn't give it 100%. Depends on your lawyer. Paul. So <laughs> it was now apparent that it could be, you know, all this could be for just from a single shark. And in the summer of 1916, no one had yet imagined that so many could fall victim to a lone vicious killer. <gasps> but, uh, but hitherto, this experience here in New Jersey, the man-eater of New Jersey, people didn't really, like, they didn't know shit about sharks. <laughs> they didn't know anything about them. They, they knew that sharks ate the flesh of other ocean creatures, but there was, like, a scientific dispute over whether they would or could take a human down. I like the idea that they're like, they could, but But I would won't. they? But would they? <laughs> well, they wouldn't do that. Guys, yeah, sharks wouldn't do that, no. okay? But, so... They wouldn't. This is where, Chelsea... This is where the sh- all the shark hating comes from. Because after these attacks in 1916, what were once thought to be frightening looking yet benign, harmless animals became these man-eating predators. And this new attitude brought us Jaws. It brought us Sharknado. Shark Week. <laughs> shark Week. Bring us the Meg. The Meg. I mean, the list of Deep Blue Sea. That one's a good one. Oh, that, uh, but, that one. but I yeah. love Deep Blue Sea because here's why Deep Blue Sea gets a pass from me in terms of shark propaganda, shark again, <laughs> uh-huh. if you will, uh-huh. is because that dumb bitch Saffron okay wait I shouldn't say that because it's not very nice <laughs> but that character played by Saffron Burroughs fucked with the shark's brains oh, yeah. and made so them she too turned big monsters. that's right so she turned babies. the sharks into monsters because the premise of that movie is can we weaponize sharks <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah fun fact about that movie like a little behind the scenes factoid uh, you if you've there? seen that movie so, yeah, sp- yeah. yeah I was there <laughs> spoiler no but this is like okay neither of you are only children right Patrick you of siblings okay so neither of you know the true experience of being like an only child latchkey kid and just being like hey i'm seven i think i'm gonna watch deep blue sea five times this week because it's on usa i'm not working today (laughs) when i get off work when i get off work i'm gonna relax with a little deep blue sea because i'm seven years old anyway so i loved that movie that movie spoiler alert for deep blue sea (laughs) ends 
with Thomas Jane and LL Cool J, <laughs> fan favorite of the movie, surviving, like just like being on like a little like raft in the middle of the ocean. Uh-huh. Originally, it was going to be the two of them and Saffron Burroughs, <gasps> the scientist who did it. Yeah. But test audiences reacted so poorly <laughs> to the idea of her living. They hated her character so much and were adamant that the entire thing was her fault that they had to go back and reshoot it so that she died. It's one of the wow. only instances in which they had to go back and kill a character. Oh my god! Like a protagonist instead of saving the like, I want that girl to die. <laughs> yeah, they were like, I hate this movie because she lived. <laughs> That's like a quite impressive accolade as an actor, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really anyway, I'm sorry. So sharks. So so sharks. On the day that they found little Steelwell's body, President Woodrow Wilson at the time called a cabinet meeting and the White House agreed to give federal aid to drive away all ferocious man-eating sharks which have been made prey of bathers. Not our bathers. No, no, no. Don't don't hit us where it hurts. Not Not in the bathers. Yeah. Get rid of all sharks. (laughs) Could they, would they eat a person? And (laughs) it's like the way we think about like octopi. Yeah. Yeah, I mean probably. So millionaire and athlete. Herman Oilricks, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was sure that no shark had ever been a human. How the fuck would he? I'm certain. He was, and he was so sure that in 1891, he offered 500 bucks, which is now like $12,000, to anyone who could prove him wrong, which is like, hey, go get eaten by a shark and I'll give you money. Yeah, prove it. <laughs> Prove it. Can't. Uh, he was so sure that once he hosted a party at his seaside home and jumped into the water with a shark to settle a $250 bet with his guests, apparently. Aww. Did he get eaten? He didn't. Damn it. Uh, the fish swam away, Aww. probably because he was like, the, they got spooked by the splash because he like jumped yeah. in the pool. The shark's like, fuck that. Later. But he wasn't alone. Many scientists of the day believed that sharks were completely harmless. Totally harmless. Why? I mean, how? What would give you that impression? Re- re- uh, reports of American <laughs> shark attacks were often dismissed as fishermen's tales. According to Michael Capuzzo's 2001 book on the attacks close to shore, the terrifying shark attacks of 1916, scientists at the American Museum of Natural History in New York cited that athlete as scientific evidence that man-eating sharks didn't exist. <laughs> hey, uh, this this guy he jumped in. pretty sure. And he jumped in And he once, jumped uh, in once, so there's proof, actually no such thing. So there's no fact. <laughs> <laughs> when John Treadwell Nichols, who is the assistant curator of the Department of Recent Fishes at the, <laughs> at the museum. Not, oh, yeah. hell have you, yeah. Have you been fishing recently? Which I feel like is a job title that I feel like Connor would really enjoy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I had to give you that classic Connor Shea. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Hell, <laughs> that is something powerful for assistant him. Assistant curator of the Department of Recent Fishes. <laughs> he examined the body of Charles Bruder, who was the, um, I believe, the second victim. He declared... An orca or a killer whale had killed him, not a shark, because we're like, no, those guys oh, are bad. Oh, come on. I know. The curator at the Department of Recent Fishes did not believe that sharks could kill people. Uh, so other people were like, hey, um, what, if, what if, what if, instead of the shark that you guys saw and were partially eaten by, well, do you think actually that it could have been just a big turtle? I mean, <laughs> I mean, sometimes those bigger turtles? Yeah. Yeah. Chomp you. I don't like. like the way they snap. That's true. The snappy ones are a little scary. And I'll take yeah. that to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it was a school of sea turtles that like tried to get We're in shark form, like yeah. shaped up. They were in a shark costume. <laughs> like they what someone you're the fan. Yeah. You do the teeth. <laughs> and that was that was reported by this guy George Burgess, who's the director of Florida Program for Shark Research. Wow. And the curator for the okay. International Florida. Shark Attack File, which exists apparently. I'm starting to think you're kind of pulling my leg. No. 
It's going to get... It's a really good job titles. They had a very loose grasp. Everyone really had a very loose grasp on shark behavior. In an August the 2nd, 1915 New York Times editorial. Cool, and you'll enjoy this. Let us do justice to the sharks. Yeah. The editors wrote, To this day, there is nothing that will so quickly set a crowd of swimmers scurrying for our beaches as the sight of a shark's fin in the offing that sharks can properly properly be called dangerous in this part of the world is untrue. <laughs> Y'all running away Go from on. sharks? Stupid. Yeah, like you might as well be running away from turtle groups. But then, yeah. you know, as more and more of these attacks started to get reported, it eventually became obvious that people were uh, not lying about the giant monster that was chomping on them <laughs> and that it was sharks. So attacks attributed to a single shark are extremely uncommon in terms of there being like this is the one bad shark like a Jaws or a Meg that seem to have like their own personality and like quest for revenge a lot of the time <laughs> like motivation mm-hmm. done wrong yeah there is some debate if a bull shark was responsible for the deaths in New Jersey in 1916 because they inhabit fresh and brackish waters <laughs> but it was much more likely to be the big old great white because it, it had all the people in the because it had the people inside and the New Jersey shark attacks sent a message to the people in the United United States. The ocean is wild, guys, and we still don't know much about it. <laughs> ocean swimming was a relatively new form of entertainment in 1916. It's like we finally we were like, hang on a minute, we can get in this. Yeah, we can go in we there. Can go in there. Oh, and Chelsea, by the way, of course, I have a Titanic connection. Oh, thank God. Okay, I was yeah. waiting. Yeah, because it's the Atlantic Ocean, which is the ocean yeah, yeah. that the Titanic sailed and well and sunk. That's in. true. Well, not successfully. Oh, yes, she she super sunk. Spoiler for the Titanic. What? I yeah. that's in my queue. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. For the Titanic. <laughs> when Americans realized in 1916 that you can swim in oceans, they took their first step into the uh, to the world of sharks. So they, it was just a bit of like they went. Well, nuts. And I like the idea that they were like, you know, saying like, oh, that's just like an old fisherman's tale. So like the only knowledge they had was some crazy captains right. that they were like, okay, there be sharks guy. in the water. <laughs> like just get on land, sir, but that's where we live. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Get on board. Get off board. <laughs> <laughs> board out. Load out. Just to just to close it out. Mr. Burgess. Close it. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. No, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, you were like, like hyping what? me. What? what? Yeah. Hey. George, George Burgess says, it was a unique situation, but it clearly doesn't matter where it occurs and when. Whenever a community encounters a number of incidents in a short period of time, the community reacts more or less the same way. The usual order of things is usually fear, followed by denial, followed by revenge, and then followed by some rational or scientific approach to the problem. It is a timeless and culturalist reaction which is true culturalist that's fun yeah culturalist reaction so it doesn't matter what it is if people are scared and confused it gets it goes south it goes south pretty badly um yeah and that's my story about the real life single shark that ate a bunch of people and how we got jaws in the meg (laughs) etc such such incredible film well like i think on a similar par according to critics and historians yeah (laughs) you've got your jaws you've got the meg You're your deep blue sea. You've got Godfather Part Two. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Patrick, what are the scores on the you doors? Boys, you guys. Yeah, Patrick, how are you feeling? I mean, I'm good right now. Would you say you're edutained? I had an entertaining time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. Have you learned anything or no? I learned quite a bit. Oh. To be honest with you, about you know the I mean? women kept in <laughs> kept in the walls. Yeah, I just I think you know. He's like, when did we when did we stop doing? It? <laughs> 
you know? Yeah, he's like, I figured out what I'm going to do with all my favorite women. Yeah, like, <laughs> Put them in my wolves. You guys, are so, you guys are some of the most amazing women I know, if you uh, know what I mean. Oh, good. Oh. Like some of the best. Oh, God. <laughs> Two of the best, oh, I would say. No. Going to have a woman room. He's like, totally unrelated. Do you want to come over to my house real quick? <laughs> yeah, house? I'm actually uh, going to be adding on some parts <laughs> in the middle inside. Patrick, real quick. If you found out that you had to uh, immure one woman in the wall <laughs> to get your air conditioning to work and it would never work until you did that but it had to be the woman that you loved most in the entire world yeah, be my mom. <laughs> oh it's a win-win you know that's so sweet <laughs> she's always there she's always there she doesn't have to pay rent <laughs> oh so you're saying it's like mutually beneficial if you put your mom in your wall yeah she'd get in there she's tired <laughs> you wouldn't even have to like trick her with a fun no, game no she's ready <laughs> she's ready <laughs> No, just ready to get in there. Get uh, on in there. Oh, yeah, no, it was really good. I like that. I give uh, 500 points to Chelsea. Wow. Yes. You know? Yeah, that's a lot then, of points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, it checks out. You, you can do have whatever you want. And then... Um, it's freedom. Uh, yeah, I like the... Uh, I like all the, like, old-timey announcements and stuff. Oh, I know. It's just, like, so stupid. They're just like, ah, oh, no. We shall seek out because we're keeping revenge yeah. on the man-eating beast. I'm going to say, yeah, oh. Ellie, yours had a real radio play yeah, energy. Yeah, up the town Thank and, you. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, um... 601 points. Whoa! Yeah. Six. Oh, Whoa. One. Whoa, that's... We're gonna... That's a little scary. I'm a little intimidated now. I'm a little scared. That is a little scary. That's a, that's a big jump for me. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. That's a big jump. Oh, Are you yeah. behind? I was. Did you guys no. talk about this? Did you... No, I don't even know anything about it. Did you guys it. talk about this beforehand? Patrick doesn't know anything. Ellie, were you like... Were you like telling him, you're like, if you want to if you want to stay in here in comfort... <laughs> or you want to stay in my house oh, in the do? cool, cool AC, well, you have to let me win on my, my show. <laughs> 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 You're like the stakes have never been lower. I want you to give me imaginary do points it. on my podcast. Right now. Funny. Uh, amazing. <laughs> no, wow. I just like going big. I like the big numbers. You know, I'm a big number. I guy. like the big. Yeah, you got big, big, number big guy. numby over here. Oh, numby, yeah. numby go up. So go up numbers. Numby go up. Get big. Don't get smaller. <laughs> Don't get smaller. Patrick, Don't. thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Patrick. Yeah, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Chelsea, where can people find you? People can find me at Chelsea Harfouche wherever internets are sold. Lovely. Patrick, do you want people to find you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you have Couldn't like an less. Instagram or anything that you, you don't care at all? I mean, yeah, I do. Do you, want a, do you have an OnlyFans? Do you want to share it? Yeah, it's Patrick Matthews. With a Z? Oh, yeah, at Patrick. At Patrick Matthews with a Z. I um, don't check it. I don't post anything. <laughs> I don't check it on post. <laughs> <laughs> some, like, some pictures from five years ago. <laughs> Well, you can find me at Ellie Main on Instagram and Ellie Maney on Twitter. And you can find this podcast at WhatPod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, Redbubble. I don't know. Lots of different stuff. And our website, if you want to send us a message, is thosetwogirls.club. And that's true. uh, We will see you next week. And uh, I don't know. Maybe in the meantime, you could go learn something. Hey, Patrick. Say it to me. Do you keep it loose? I would like to, but I'd say I'm pretty tightly wound. <laughs> well, you can keep it loose or you can keep it tight, but you either way you gotta say your prayers at night. Done. Done. Perfect. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>